I can't tell you the number of books I read, the seminars that I took and the healing sessions that I had that completely changed my perception and my perspective and understanding of who I am. Now, this can get challenging too. And it did have its challenges at first because you're changing and you're opening and it may freak out the people in your life. And it's a scary thing to think that, ooh, look at the level of change I'm creating within inside of myself, my identity. How are the people that I live with going to react to this, right? Because they might not react well. Um, so it may freak you out, right? So I know it was scary for me because it shakes up friendships, uh, marriages, careers, and people fall away. And you got to be prepared for people to fall away if they don't follow up if they don't follow and line up with where you're going or what your new set of values is and that's that's actually pretty normal that it can also be really scary right to think that the life you've built for yourself is now the foundation is shaking a little bit and I might not be in the same place but it is empowering too so I'm just going to remind you that this is your journey to the oneness of yourself and when others fall away, trust me when I say new ones will step in who are like-minded and vibing at the same frequency. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Separation to Oneness, and I welcome you. I'm Nikki Hughes, and we will delve into the profound subjects of life, love, and spirituality. We are going to investigate and reveal how to live from that limitless reservoir of happiness, care, and resilience. And then once there, how we can allow ourselves to move into the space of bliss, the connection to everything. And that's what I call oneness. And so to find out more about my work, please visit my website. I am at elementalbalance.ca. I really hope you enjoy this episode, and if you feel it's valuable, I ask that you would kindly share it with someone who's important to you. I feel like I'm losing my mind. That was how I met Lena, a 50-year-old woman who felt like she was living a nightmare. She was in a panic, and she felt like she couldn't breathe. She told me she felt disconnected, like she was in pieces and couldn't get the pieces to line up again. Her dreams were not restful, they were vivid and somewhat disturbing. Um, so she wasn't feeling very rested at night and everything in her body felt out of whack. Her heart felt closed, the emotional pain that was coming up in waves was overwhelming and she didn't know where it came from and she just wanted it to stop. So what do you do with that, right? So Lena was opening up to her own spiritual energy. She was having an awakening. And when it happens quickly, it can crack you wide open and make you feel like you're losing your marbles. Now, psychic energy is on the rise this month as we move further into 2024. This high frequency energy is shaking a lot of people up and opening us all to a higher consciousness a higher level of our spiritual energy and to more psychic experiences that can result in the realization that there is more, there's more of you. There's more in this lifetime. There's more than this earthly place. Your psychic energy is your spiritual energy and the spiritual energy strengthens your connection to you the true you, and therefore strengthens your work, your creativity, your sexuality, your decision-making, your love, your relationships. It really strengthens who you are. And we're all opening up to a higher level of consciousness. And when that happens, a greater degree of self-awareness, your individual sense of self and the transcendence of separateness Awakening and lifting to that higher level of consciousness is opening into your inherent wholeness to the greater aspects of self and life because we're intricately tied together. And if you're already tuned in and awake to these things, as many of us are, this energy may just bring you a higher dose of psychic experiences because you're going a level deeper and a level uh, more into yourself 
and this kind of energy. So today on Separation to Oneness, we're going to talk about what it means to have a spiritual awakening, to be spiritually aware or more conscious. And I, I don't have a problem using the word spiritual. I know some people are kind of freaked out by it, but I'm just calling it what it is for me. Um, I, we're going to talk about why and how it happens. And then emergence. So spiritual emergence versus spiritual emergency. So what is a spiritual emergency? And I'll just give you a little hint. It's not a crisis of faith. Okay. So I'm going to take you through three steps that you can take to help yourself through an emergency and also through just your emergence. And talk about who the heck do you call when you need help with something like this? You can't just look in the yellow pages or you could probably Google, but they're going to be, it's going to be hard to find people who know how to deal with this kind of thing. So I've got some great stories for you too, like Lena and some things that you can do to help yourself while you're opening to this higher level of consciousness coming in, especially if you run into trouble. The incoming psychic energy is moving people along as it's supposed to, and sometimes that can be really, really uncomfortable. So if you're watching this podcast episode on my YouTube channel, please like and subscribe so that you won't miss a thing. Thank you. So just a couple of days ago, I was watching a powerhouse webinar with Dr. Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, and Lynn McTaggart called Smarter, Faster, Stronger. And Bruce Lipton talked briefly about the evolution of our own consciousness. And I really love the way he framed it. So I'm going to just say it the way he said it. So basically, the first seven years of your life, you're downloading your program. He said that your brain comes online in the last trimester of pregnancy, but like an empty computer, it has no programs in it. You're born, and up until the age of seven, you are in a state of hypnosis. The theta brain waves are what's running the show, and that's when you're building the rules and the programs about all of the things you need to know about being in a family, being in your life, being a human again. Self-consciousness or analytical thinking, that mind kicks in at the around the age of seven or eight. So self-consciousness can think as well as create okay it's an inside job so that's when we learn to start thinking from an internal place your in, your assessment of the world becomes an inside process so when you are inside in this process you actually you're not paying attention because you're inside so when you're thinking the subconscious mind or unconscious mind as i call it is on autopilot it's running its programs so as soon as we start thinking, autopilot takes over. That unconscious mind just keeps things going. So 95% of your life, you're thinking, which means you're creating your life, our lives from the programs. And we know as we start to dig into these, that these programs are highly limiting and sometimes very self-sabotaging. And all of this is happening below conscious awareness and we're not paying attention to the moment. And that's where life happens is in the moment. So at this point, you really aren't truly tapped into who you really are. You're actually working from programs and limitations. Now, at some point in your lifetime, a pause is going to happen. A gap in the self-consciousness, that thinking mind, where an unsettling feeling comes over you. And you may have a thought or two like, who am I really? Ooh, why am I here? And your heart starts to open. You put down the newspaper, you put down the, the TV remote, and you say to yourself, there has to be more to life than this, right? And you have a choice. Just like in the matrix, do you take the red pill and step out of the program? Or do you take the blue pill and stay where you are? That choice is yours. And the thing is, something inside yourself has been stirred, right? There's a little seed of something stirring inside of you. You don't know what it is, but there's a strong drive to find out. And you know, things will never be the same again. Although in that moment, you have no reason for why that is. It's just, it's a feeling. This is you waking up. Your soul is shaking you awake. In the book, The EQ Edge by Stephen Stein and Howard Book, they describe self-awareness as 
the ability to recognize your feelings, to differentiate between them, to know why you're feeling these feelings, and to recognize the impact that your feelings have on others around you. So I would take that a few steps further and include the recognition of the impact you're having on yourself and your own life, right? And what you don't recognize, you can't manage. And what you don't manage, you will likely not very good, make very good life decisions on, right? So the wake up to self is your movement to a higher level of consciousness where you are letting more of you in being in the moment and creating with your present conscious mind this awareness or opening up to consciousness can happen anytime it can happen quickly it can happen really slowly uh, it's different for everyone but we are meant to step out of the programs and to create from our wishes and our desires from that beautiful present conscious mind from your own state of awareness and when, and then when you are open to your true nature, you're open to more of yourself. And that's that beautiful connection where you can start to feel how good it is to be you and to allow your life to unfold. So a spiritual awakening, and I'm going to, I'm going to interject and just say, sometimes I'm going to say spiritual awakening, and sometimes I'm going to say spiritual emergence. They're the same thing, right? But a spiritual awakening means becoming internally aware that we are spirit beings, having a human, ex human experience, um, that we are eternal and on an evolutionary journey. And until we wake up, we awaken, we're creatures of survival having things happen to us, living in our programming that is generally very self-centered and has us identify strongly with our ego personalities. Uh, we have little sense of anything beyond our immediate lives and moving to the next thing. We aren't really seeing the bigger picture and we're not that fussed and focused on it at all. It's really of no consequence. So being without awareness it means just that you are bumping along in life without realizing that life could be so much better and all your situations could be improved. In fact, without awareness, your situations may get worse. You're accepting the status quo and setting yourself up for more of the same or even worse. Without awareness, you're traveling through life in victimness. And up until that point, we are completely unaware that we are unaware, right? And then as we awaken, we become less automatic and instinctual and more self-reliant, more self-aware and independent in our choices. We're not on autopilot anymore. We start to step out and question our programming, all of those limitations that we've created based on family, friends, culture, whatever right? We know that there's more and we seek to understand what that means. So what does spiritually aware or spiritually awake really mean? It means that you are now open to the larger part of you, that true you, because there's only a small part of you in this body. There's a much larger part of you out there in consciousness as, uh, as it, or in spirit, however you want to say it, right? Some people don't like the spirit thing. They like consciousness, but I'm using them interchangeably. And as you move into this process, you will start to feel your whole self. You're closing that gap between separation to the oneness of you, which we've talked about many times before. So self-love is a part of this. And you know, by now, if you've been listening to my shows or if you've read my book, Self-love is my big message, coming back to the good feelings about you and really seeing who you are, not your ego, which serves us well up to a point, but seeing who you really are, it really is self-love. It's the opening of your heart energy. And that heart opening is happening all across the planet. So when you wake up and become more aware of who you are, it's that awareness that signals I'm changing. And awareness is always the precursor to change, which makes sense, right? If you're not awake to something, then there's nothing to change, is there? <laughs> 
Now, spiritual awakening and awareness of your true nature, uh, that whole discovery process of tapping in and figuring out and, and, and connecting to who you feel you are inside, that's your opening. And it's your opportunity to more, more love, more life, more everything. You're closing that gap of being separate and living in that fear space and living with the limitations that have been imposed, right? So now at this time on the planet, more than ever before, we're having people waking up to higher levels of consciousness and moving into a deeper and more transformed understanding of who they are. And once you become awake and aware, your healing starts. You start on this beautiful journey of awareness and healing. And that's when you can start to let go of all of those denser, heavier energies that you're carrying and pull apart that programming, right? Start to really question it and learn to let it go so that you can rise above to a higher vibration and a lighter place. Because it's time on the planet and we're having a massive shift of consciousness. And because we have more and more waves of psychic energy coming at us all the time, sometimes it feels like we're being almost beaten black and blue by all of the energy waves and solar flares coming in. Um, and the frequencies are lifting. So I felt it was really important to talk about what's happening to people, what might be happening to you, and to give you a sense of what to expect and why this is such a beautiful time of life, right? So because for some people, it's really easy, but for others, it can be like a nightmare. I'm sorry to say, and we're going to get to that. And we're going to talk about what to do to get out of that nightmare. Okay. So if you're wondering how it happens, it's really, really different for everyone. So my awakening was relatively gentle, uh, but it did reach an acceleration point through a big crisis transformation time in my life when my whole life felt like it was imploding. I had a lot of big things happen in a really short period of time that challenged my set of beliefs, that challenged my values, that challenged the way I was living completely. Everything about my life was shaken up, blown up. It was like layers of me were being pulled off and discarded in a very short time frame. And within a six month period, my whole entire life had changed. My job had changed. I'd evolved to a higher level, which was great, but it's still stress. Um, my relationship had changed. My health had changed. My family relationships had changed. And even where I lived had changed, right? So I changed everything. It was uncomfortable, but it had its purpose. It really had its purpose. Its purpose for me was to go inside, to get quiet, to focus on me. So focus on yourself, to question who you are, to wake up to who you truly are. And you know, this is pretty common. Um, it's almost like your soul is keeps ramping up the message and, you know, you're bumping along, evolving slowly, questioning things, but you're living your 3D life and life just keeps happening, but it's not happening quick enough. And so the universe takes over and then bam, you get shocked into making something happen. This happens with health crises. This happens with relationship crises. This happens with traumatic events, near-death experiences. It happens in a lot of different ways, but it, it serves its purpose of shifting your perspective to wake you up to there being something more, okay? Now, for me, the gentle part of my awakening was that from a really early age, I was always questioning. I had a deep knowingness that there had to be more. I was always fascinated with reincarnation, in the back of my mind telling myself, again, there has to be more than just this, right? So I had just shut off that questioning and that searching and that exploration during a portion of my life when I was really busy. I mean, 3D life gets really busy with work, with career, with family, raising children, all of those things, right? And so once I re-engaged in the process again, I started to do it slowly again as my kids were aging and moving into their own space. Um, I started to re-engage in getting to know myself more and awaken myself spiritually some more. Um, 
the consciousness of me, my intuition was growing and I learned to listen to it. And then doors and opportunities opened up. And my soul was so happy that it decided to just do it in a real fast way. So bam, I got accelerated and it was really, really hard, but I knew it was for a great purpose and I would come through it feeling really, really different. And I did. So this is a time in your life when you start to become aware or open up to that psychic energy, that intuitive uh, connection to your larger self. It's a time in your life where you start to hear your own inner voice and it's called to your own freedom. It's not fear that's running your negative self-talk, telling you you're bad, telling you life is hard, telling you all these negative things that are that happen to keep you limited and small, right? And you can start to recognize the self-talk for what it is. You start to pay attention. You feel like everything in your life has led you to this moment. And one of the things, the phrases that got me through that really difficult time in my life was the phrase, and I'm sure you might, you may have heard it, is you are exactly where you are meant to be in this moment. That saved my mental health a lot during that really difficult time. I'm exactly where I need to be in this moment. So hang on to that one. You've got a deep sense of knowing. And yet you still don't understand. So there's this questioning going on. Um, one thing that is sure to happen when this opens up for you and you start to step into this higher level of consciousness and connection to yourself is that your curiosity and drive, you are activated to learn more, to explore more about soul-based connection, about spirit, and if not that, about consciousness, uh, self-development how to develop yourself. What does it mean to be me? How can I make me the best me I can be? And you start to meet other people who are on the same journey. I can't tell you the number of books I read, the seminars that I took and the healing sessions that I had that completely changed my perception and my perspective and understanding of who I am. Now this can get challenging too. And it did have its challenges at first, because you're changing and you're opening and it may freak out the people in your life. And it's a scary thing to think that, ooh, look at the level of change I'm creating within inside of myself, my identity. How are the people that I live with going to react to this, right? Because they might not react well. Um, so it may freak you out, right? So I know it was scary for me because it shakes up friendships, uh, marriages, careers, and people fall away. And you got to be prepared for people to fall away if they don't follow up, if they don't follow and line up with where you're going or what your new set of values is. And that's that's actually pretty normal that it can also be really scary, right, to think that the life you've built for yourself is now the foundation is shaking a little bit and I might not be in the same place, but it is empowering, too. So I'm just going to remind you that this is your journey to the oneness of yourself. And when others fall away, trust me when I say new ones will step in who are like-minded and vibing at the same frequency. I have forged some incredible friendships through this ex exploration journey that I am so deeply grateful for um, in terms of growth and some come, some go and new ones step in. So it's just being open to allow that to happen. Now, a lot of awakenings happen through crisis. Mine was the accelerated kind with a lot of sort of trauma and shakeup happening all at once. But for others, it's a life crisis that opens doors to higher consciousness and the need to be engaging with self and life differently. Now, coming back to Lena, Lena had gone through a lot of trauma in her life. She kept it together. She worked. She had relationships. She even had some spiritual practices going on. Then she and her partner of 10 years, they split up. He left her just completely blindside, felt like a blindside to her. And that trauma just cracked her energy systems wide open. And it can happen like that. Some big emotional traumatic thing happens and then you are forced inside <laughs> to a place where you've got to do some deep internal healing work. And in clearing out that debris, you elevate your energy to a higher place. 
So sometimes it's smooth and sometimes it's bumpy. And unfortunately for Lena, it was really bumpy. Um, so opening up to a higher level of consciousness, it affects your energy body. Your whole chakra system, the the your energy centers in your body, because and because we're multi-sensory beings, it can affect some or all of your senses as well. Uh, in the early days when this was happening to me, I found that my vision and my depth of color was just greatly intensified. Everything was bright and vibrant and incredible. It was like it's like there was a different quality of what I was seeing. I could feel the energy of things. My sensitivity to feeling energy intensified, right? And luckily for me, I was working with my hands doing body work and um, energy balancing. And so it just really ramped up the ability to feel the energy in someone else, not to mention feeling the energies of everybody all around me. So I had to learn a little bit about that. I also, my sense of smell got more acute and so did my hearing and the other thing that happened is I was really drawn to be alone. I really was craving being alone, to spend time alone, to be in nature, and just to be quiet. I needed that in order to hear my inner voice. And this is sort of what happens to people. We get so caught up in being busy, 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 that we've turned off our ability to hear our inner voice until it screams at us, this is it, you need to pay attention right now. And so getting to that quiet place and being internal allowed me to go inside and actually start listening and hearing my inner voice. So meditation became a big part of my life and a really big coping mechanism for my opening sensitivities. And I'll just tell you that a really, really dear friend of mine, when she went through this with her and her whole energy systems were shifting, um, she had to wear sunglasses for a week when she was emerging because everything was so bright, it was actually painful. So it really affected her ability to, to, to take in visually. She even had to wear them inside just for comfort, right? And she did tell me that she will never forget the taste of strawberries during that time. She said it was like nothing she had ever tasted. So your senses can become really heightened and for the most part, they normalize right? So you're getting an influx of higher frequency energy into the body, into the mind, into your energy field. And it can take a bit of time for all of these to adjust and integrate. So you're normalizing again. Think of it. I like to think of it like uh, a computer. You've got this computer that you just bought from the store and it's, it's, you're connecting to the internet for the very first time. You've never been on it. You've made this connection. It's exciting. There's so much out there. It's exciting. It's a little bit dangerous. It can be confusing. And there's a ton of information and opportunities for exploration and for downloading, right? Having to learn it can be challenging. Um, so it's like you are coming more online. Uh, you become interested in so many things. Your interests are peaked. It's almost like you can't get enough of finding out all this new information. Uh, you feel alive and you can just feel that more, right? So for some, it's the senses. For some, it's emotions. For some, it's all of it, right? So the rising emotions can be really unnerving. If you've been someone who's been um, suppressing your emotions or, or not allowing yourself to feel, if that's the way that your awakening is happening, where your emotions are coming to the surface, it can be really unnerving. And, you know, when you find yourself crying at everything, even when you're happy, um, it can be really difficult, right? When your first response to everything is tears, right? And that's just, it's a release, but it's also allowing your emotions to be present. It can be even when you're overjoyed, right? It's just an emotional release. So, the higher frequency energies are integrating into the energy body and the emotional body as well. And it can affect both levels, right? And so for most people, this levels out, but I do know that some have their emotions at the surface and that's something that, that they just take with them. They just become more emotional and that's okay. It's just learning how to deal with being more emotional and being more connected to those emotions. Now, there are some things that you can do to make it easier when you're opening and taking in more higher consciousness energy 
And we're going to talk about that in a minute or two, the things that you can do. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the difficult side of waking up to higher consciousness. So during an awakening, we're going to, I'm going to start referring to it now as a spiritual emergence for the next little bit. It can become so dramatic, it becomes uncontrollable and reaches a crisis point. It's not an emergence anymore. You've moved now into a spiritual emergency or crisis. Now, a spiritual awakening is a natural process that flows and will gradually happen over a period of time, kind of like mine. It was nice and gentle or after an intense experience, a near-death experience or <laughs> your life imploding like minded. Spiritual emergency may present with a bombardment of inner experiences where everything in your life, your programming, feeling like it's all being shaken up and challenged, and it leaves you feeling really unstable in your beliefs, in your life, having difficulty coping with everyday life. You can have extreme lethargy and fatigue, feel intense physical energy sensations through the body, feeling disjointed out of touch with reality at some times. And having issue, issues distinguishing sort of the inner visionary world with the external world and some intense fear, right? So you really do, like Lena, feel like you're losing your mind. It can also take you, though, to extreme transcendent experiences. So it can take you to that place of bliss that is amazing, right? So for some, it can be a huge and liberating experience with fast transformation, as a way to surpass that ego into complete emotional freedom. For some, it's just like a persistent nightmare, right? It's a big deal and very difficult to navigate all of this on your own when you're actually in a true spiritual emergency. You need to find support to bring you into a more stable and controlled emergence state. Then the healing and transformation can continue at a controlled and a safe speed and intensity. It's almost like the intensity when you're in an emergency, the intensity is completely um, beyond high, right? It's so intense, you can't function. So the question then, I'm sure some of you are thinking this, how do you know if it's a spiritual emergency or if you're having a mental health breakdown? Because there's a lot of things that sound similar. This can be really, really tricky. And it's important if you're ever in doubt of your connection to reality and you feel it slipping away that you seek medical advice. I won't see anyone with spiritual crisis or emergency without knowing that they've seen their doctor and that there isn't any underlying medical or mental health condition happening underneath that's creating or um, uh, contributing to what they're going through, like schizophrenia, manic episodes, delusions, psychosis, etc. So um, I have worked with people who during their emergence time in their lives were diagnosed with a mental health condition, psychosis or bipolar disorder, and then with their medication slowing down the speed and intensity We've just done some great work together navigating in this new space and getting some control over their transformation. Okay. Now, psychiatrist Stanislav Grof outlined the criteria for spiritual emergency in his book, The Stormy Search for the Self. So he had four criteria um, that he would go into in depth. So I'm just going to give you a really high level here. So uh, the first one was the depth and intensity of the experience and the degree that you can function in everyday life. So he looked at that. He looked at the attitude of what's happening. Is it exciting? Is it valuable? Or is it really frightening and scary and terrorizing? Right? And the third one was the ability to function and be functional with the rest of society are you able to still go out and live your life and this stuff is just happening but you can still have your two feet in reality right and the degree of discrimination of who you can talk to about the experience and the language that you're using right so um, who do you have for support and so discriminating from mental and medical diseases uh, looking at the understanding that the process might originate in your own psyche. So it's coming from me, right? Like it's this is this is something that is happening inside of me. It's not coming from the external world. And 
The other thing to think about too is the psychological condition before this episode happened. So it's always, always, always advisable to get a medical opinion to rule out organic disease and to assess if a mental health assessment is needed. So I can't stress that enough. If you're going through any of those things and you feel like you are losing um, your grip on reality, you're questioning reality, then please get yourself into an emergency room or into your GP for an assessment. Uh, you may need some medication or you may need something, uh, something else. Now, in the case of Lena, she called this her dark night of the soul. And, you know, throughout history, through ancient times, this happened a lot. And it was just part of something that people went through. It's also been called mystical psychosis, uh, shamanic or kundalini crisis. Now, Lena was in, in extreme distress. She had an overload of emotions. She had no emotional regulation. She was having a hard time regulating all of the emotions when they'd come up. Her energy was fractured and expanding. So that was causing greater distress, and she was having spontaneous visions. Uh, she recognized that they were visions, though. That wasn't reality blending with another reality. Um, she was cleared medically, and her issues were put down to stress. So she was on stress leave when she came to see me. She did know that it went much deeper than that, and she needed help to navigate this as it was too big for her to do on her own. And she really did feel like it was uh, of a spiritual nature, right? So those were the things that um, uh, made it good for me to work with her. And I'm very glad I did. So my main source of information on how to work with clients having a spiritual emergency comes from uh, Janet Trelore. So she's a lovely energy worker, a regressionist and a channeler out of the UK. And she wrote about her spiritual emergency when she was very young. And for her, it started when she was a child. She was born emerging into her own spirituality. Uh, and she was born into a family who didn't know what to do with it. And as she was aging, she realized that her realities were starting to blend. It's really scared her. She had constant visions, spirit visitations, um, accurate premonitions of traumatic and very difficult things, um, spontaneous past life memories. And she wrote that she spent a lot of her time focusing on making sure she kept herself firmly rooted into the reality she wanted to be in, right? Her life. Um, she was really, really clear that she knew the one she belonged to, that one that she belonged in and was holding on to. And the crisis point for her came when she really felt like it was slipping and she really needed help. So um, and it was terrifying. So she did get family help and was taken to a seasoned medium who not only was expecting her, but worked with her to help her understand and control the process she was going through, the whole integration and how to manage turning on and off the psychic energy and psychic experiences. Um, and then she also was um, helped by a spiritualist group in the UK who, who agreed to work with her, even though she was really, really young. Um, so Janet's experience was extreme and had a really great ending for her because she got what she needed um, in this case, uh, because she's a great medium and channeler. It was recognized that this is what was happening. And now she is an intuitive, a medium, a trance channeler and a regressionist and a teacher. So these kinds of things can happen in the extreme. And I also had a client whose spiritual awakening brought visions, voices, a deep intuition and knowing what was going to happen and vivid, vivid past life memories coming through in dreams. And she went on medical leave from work um, and was diagnosed and was medicated for bipolar disorder. But that didn't stop the desire and that internal feeling and need to learn more about herself and more about spirituality and consciousness and to really get in the driver's seat of what her as a spirit meant. Just having someone to talk to about what she was experiencing spiritually and energetically and clearing out what was rising to the surface made her so much stronger and able to manage the intensity of these experiences. And, you know, we learned how I taught her how to turn some of that intensity down. So now what I want to do is talk to you about what you can do to help yourself if you are emerging 
And these things can be happening to you and you're not really sure what to do or how to manage this stuff, how to manage your energy. And then what to do if you are in a spiritual crisis or a spiritual emergency? What do you do? How do you find help, right? So there's really three things that I think is the best things to focus on when you're going through an emergence and an emergency. And I'm going to differ differentiate between the two when I go through these things. So first off, please know that you're not alone and that many others have had similar experiences. And especially when you're in a crisis, it's so easy to feel that no one's ever gone through this before. That the, the majority of us will have an emergence, an awakening in our lifetime. This is the time on the planet where it's happening to the masses, right? The raising and the lifting of consciousness. You know, and throughout the ages, these these types of experience was it was almost a rite of passage in certain cultures and certain religions. And the person who would be experiencing this would have been supported by community, by others who'd gone through this before them, and they would have been supported, loved, and guided through this awakening passage. Um, it would have been celebrated as a rebirth of a more enlightened soul, right? So if you are going through that awakening, you will likely gravitate naturally to people who are already there because their frequency will line up for you or who are going through it. So open yourself up to being brave and talk about the things that you're discovering. You will be so surprised at who is open in your life to listen and support you and to find out who else may be going through this too or or maybe um, just starting or having already finished going through this and they're living sort of the spiritual, more connected life. So open yourself up to being brave and talking about the things that you are discovering. So reach out to others is a really important thing because you're not alone. Now, if you are in a crisis or you think you're in an, a spiritual emergency, know you're not alone, <clears throat> but stop all of your energetic and spiritual practices just until you can get your energy and your experience stabilized. This means no meditation, no working with your chakras, no trying to fix your energy, right? And so the next thing to do once you stop all of those practices, just to give your, your energy systems time to sort of calm, then you need to find someone to help you. So get yourself checked out medically if you need it, and then find yourself a healer or a therapist who knows how to deal with a spiritual emergency or spiritual crisis. Now, culturally, we're cut off from that level of community support and the openness and understanding of this passage. We're kind of coming back to it because there's so many people going through it right now and it's where we're headed, right? So the planet's evolving and so are we. We're in a time of that rapid vibrational change which means that emergence, awakening, and spiritual emergency, it's going to be happening more and more. And suppressing the process is really not a good thing to do, to try and turn it all off, even though in the moment that probably feels like a really good thing to do. You just want to really slow it down, not turn it off, because suppressing the process can increase your risk of mental, emotional, and physical problems because the energy has to go somewhere, right? So find support to get stability. That is the most important thing. And stability can be supported through the root chakra and getting grounded. And further on, I'm going to talk about that and some mindful energy practices that can really, really help. Okay. So the second thing, when you're stable and you have support, is to clear your energy and any intrusive energies that may be connected to you. So please don't freak out when I say that intrusive energies, okay? So it's just like picking up psychic lint, energetic lint. They're, these are denser energies that just get stuck or attached to our energy, and you can easily remove them. So you can do this with chakra work once you're stable, uh, clearing and balancing them, or you can find a healer to work with. This spiritual emergence is a fabulous time to go out and try different healing methods, to try different energy methods. It's a, it's a great time to explore. So find yourself a healer to work with. You're going to want to find an energy healer who will 
who is able and knows how to clear intrusive energies in your energy body, and who will also teach you how to work with your own chakra system to open and close your energy centers, okay? You will not do this if you're in a spiritual emergency. You will just do the clearing. You need to get stabilized first. Now, I have a 35-minute hypnosis recording called Balance Your Chakras that I have made free for you. I've just flipped it over to free, and so you can just go to my website, um, www.elementalbalance.ca, and pop into my shop, and you can download this free hypnosis recording um, to all of your devices. So feel free to use it on any of your devices. Now, the third thing is that you need to manage your energy. So we don't normally think of our energy because we don't see it. Now we feel it, but we've learned to interpret those feelings in various different ways. Um, we can feel it. And so this may be really new for you thinking about, oh, I got to manage my energy. But if you think about it, you brush your hair, we brush our teeth, we clean our clothes, but we don't think about cleaning and managing our energy systems on a regular basis. This can make a big, big, big difference to your day. And it can support and help you to feel more connected and more yourself as you're going through emergence or awakening. It can also really help you integrate the energetic changes that are happening in your energy body. So as you bring in more spiritual energy and you're moving to a higher level of consciousness, your energy is getting lighter. So you need to focus on getting grounded and protecting your energy. And if your energy systems are wide open, if you're going to, you're going to feel more, you're going to take in more of everything as well, including the psychic debris, all that lint, and that can be overwhelming. Remember, you are lifting your energy as you emerge and you connect. So to ground is to be present in the here and now, mindfully and firmly attached to the earth. You can't create anything in your life if you're not connected to the earth. So to feel grounded in the body, that's what's needed. When you're in a spiritual crisis or you are awakening, your energy body can be fractured, erratic, absorbing, and expelling energy. <clears throat> Pardon me. All of your energy systems, your chakras, can become out of sync. And the root chakra at the base of your spine may be blocked or not fully engaged in connecting to the earth. And the root chakra spins more slowly than the other ones. And it provides your connection to the earth. So energy flows from the earth up your legs into this chakra where it's processed into a more usable form of energy for the body. Excess energy is sent back down to the ground Problems with this chakra can manifest as issues with the back, the hips, and the legs, right? Everything from the, from the base of the spine down. Funnily enough, this chakra is also connected to our sense of smell because it's our most primal and it incorporates our need for survival, right? So smell is really, really important to us as humans. If your root chakra is blocked or it's clogged up with unresolved emotional issues, because we do carry our emotions in, our, our emotions get into our chakra systems, right? It's part of our, our energy body, our emotional body. You may find you feel insecure, unrooted in life, even aggressive or fearful. This is a really, really important one to balance. If you don't balance and clear anything else in your systems, the root chakra is the one you want to focus on. And so with episodes of spiritual emergency, you may not want to be fully in the body because it's frightening and confusing, right? So grounding is the foundation of moving from emergency back to emergence, getting you back to just being in an awakening and stable, getting you stable. Being grounded will help the quality of the energy work and safety in your awakening once that crisis is stabilized. So mindfulness is also an integral part of this to ensure that the grounding is really, really effective. Okay. So if you feel spaced out, and this is for any time, if you feel spaced out, if you feel unrooted, if you feel disconnected, 
it's important to ground into the body and the earth and to be mindful of being in the present moment. Mindfulness pulls you back into the body. Okay, and there's lots of different ways to do this. I'm going to go over a few right now. <clears throat> the first one and one that worked really, really well for me is to get out into nature. Okay, nature is naturally grounding for us. So go stand on the earth. And if you're not in an emergency state, because we don't want you getting into different visualizations until you're stabilized, you can visualize roots coming out of your feet and going deep down into the earth. You can feel your feet like magnets connecting to the center magnet in the core of the earth. You can also do this with the palms of your hands on the body. So just putting your palms of your hands uh, down as well. And you can say the words release, release, release to set your intention. Intentions are really, really important. Now, I'm going to talk about that on a different podcast, but uh, intentions are really important in any of the energy work that you're doing. So another way to get grounded is to pat your limbs from the top down to the bottom to the center to activate your energy meridians, meridians in your body. Okay, so patting from the limbs, from the arms, down to the hands, the center of the body, all the way down the legs, right? And just ensure that when you are doing the patting of the body, that you're patting the inside of the wrists, the inside of your hands, and all around your ankles. Where These are where the source points are for each of your energy meridians that will activate and get them moving. And then uh, patting down your legs will help move energy down. And that's what the goal. The goal is to move your energy out of your head, too much energy up here in the mind, too much energy in the upper part of the body and moving it down and back into the ground so that you can be connected. Okay, so the mindfulness aspect of this, um, you're going to add this mindfulness practice as well. So as you're patting or standing on the earth, just give yourself a moment to stand and then just notice through your senses. What do you see? Just find something that you can focus on that you see, or maybe find three things that you can see. Pick a color and find three things that are that color. There's lots of different ways to do it. So you're just igniting that visual sense. Notice what you smell as you're standing in this space. You may see if you can pick up more than one smell. Notice what you hear. See if you can pick up two or three different sounds that you can focus on. And what do you feel in your feet? So just feeling the bottoms of your feet and that connection point to the earth, just really feeling it. Um, and what do you feel on your skin? And then if you can, what do you taste in your mouth? So what is the taste? Okay, so that's, that's a way of getting very mindful and getting really pulled back into the body is using your senses. You could also, if you're into crystals, you can carry a hematite crystals. Now, hematite is very, very grounding. And so actually, when I was going through my stuff, my awakening, I, I needed grounding at several points in my life. Um, so far, I probably will need some more going forward at some point. But when I need that really big sense of grounding to get connected back to earth, I wore hematite ankle bracelets, which were kind of pretty. Um, but I wore them around my ankles when I was outside because it just helped to draw the energy down to connect to earth. And then I would just focus on how it felt on the bottom of my feet, uh, especially if I was out walking. I would put my focused awareness on the bottom of my feet when I was walking. So you're going to want to add some practices to support that root chakra as well. So there's some things you can do to help support specifically your root chakra. Uh, eat warm, nourishing foods like soups and stews that have root vegetables in them. That's right. That come from the Mother Earth. They are grounded vegetables. Okay. You can activate your root chakra by humming the musical note C. And I'm not going to do that for you here because I don't know what that is. I have to play my piano to get the right note. So the musical note C. Um, the other thing you can do is wear red. So uh, it's the color of the root chakra, and it's a very, very grounding color. Um, gardening while you're being mindful. So be getting out in the garden and focusing on those senses and how you feel as you're doing your gardening. Um, cooking and cleaning is also another way of getting grounded um, if you can do it mindfully. Dancing. Dancing is an important way, uh, a wonderful way to get grounded when there's a strong emphasis on the feet, 
So if you think of um, like tribal music with strong beats and rhythms, okay? Um, ballet wouldn't be of much use here because it's light and uplifting and actually getting you up on your toes and um, it's lifting you off the ground. So that's not gonna be helpful. But you do want music that has strong beats and rhythms that have a heavy focus on foot movement, okay? So those those are some things that you can do to really nurture and support your root chakra while you're going through a spiritual emergence, uh, especially a spiritual emergency, just to get yourself back to stability. Um, energy protection is a preventative measure that we take when we're out in the world. Similar to using an umbrella when it's raining, uh, energy protection shields the physical and the energetic bodies from the denser energies. Think of it as rain. It's really the psychic lint, but think of it as rain. It's, it's protecting you from that rain hitting your energy field. And honestly, everybody needs energy protection. It's not just those who are going through energetic awakening or emergency. However, it is vital for spiritual emergency to stop the energy body from being weakened by outside forces and denser energies, right? So it's really, really important. So I'm going to share just a basic energy protection technique that I use with my clients, which is really, really common. It's a common bubble technique, okay? It uses visualization and your intention. So if you just imagine yourself in a bubble of light, just completely surrounding you about two feet from your body. And you can make it any color you want and you can change it every day. Just noticing and feeling secure within the bubble and then set the intention. Intentions are really important here that only positive energy and what is meant for your highest good can come through the bubble and that all energy that is lower vibration can easily and effortlessly flow out of that bubble at any time. Now, I have to stress that it's really important that the free flow of energy can take place. If you make the bubble impenetrable, so if you make a concrete bubble, which I did one time, uh, it wasn't a good scene, uh, you're going to create a whole host of issues for yourself because energy is meant to flow in and out of your energy field, right? Um, so it's one way of shielding your energy. There are many, many ways out there, and you can actually have a lot of fun with this exploring and trying new ways to see what's best for you. Um, I really liked one that my friend shared with me. Uh, she's a great friend. Um, and that was called blowing roses. And that was uh, putting yourself in a, in a, I don't even know if it was in a bubble, but it was placing beautiful roses, which happens to be super high frequency um, it's the highest frequency oil you can get, I think is rose oil, or it's really up there. So roses are very high frequency. So placing one in front of you and one behind you, visualizing one beside you on either side, one above you and one below you, and just creating that bubble through the roses, um, that is very high frequency and keeps the lower vibrations out. So like I said, you can have a lot of fun with this, um, but just make sure you're doing it every day. So we were able to move Lena from emergency back into emergence with a few sessions together. She stopped all of her spiritual practices, her meditations, her energy work, all those things she was trying to do to help herself, which was actually not helping her. Uh, and she focused her time and effort on grounding, getting herself grounded throughout the day, and then doing some clearing work with me. We cleared up her energy field, the intrusive energy, and some really, really big past life energies that were getting in her way and affecting that root chakra. This helped her physically through daily energy management practices. She started to really build up her energy, so she wasn't feeling physically weak anymore. Now, initially, she felt up and down because that's what happens when you're coming out of it. Um, she felt very up and down, but the regulation came. And she started to feel like herself again, which was great. So once the crisis was passed and she started to feel stable and she was moving through her days feeling really good and like she had some control over what was going on, we just we worked together to clear the trauma, uh, to connect her to her purpose and to build her strength and get her to a place where she was feeling whole again. So she was really able to carry on the work on her own because, you know, life is a giant healing journey. 
And she was armed with a lot of tools to help herself. So the most important thing is um, that she was able to get to stability. So if you are going through spiritual emergence and you're feeling ungrounded, just focus on grounding and that, that root shocker work really is good. Put on a red shirt. It's really, it'd be really will help you. So psychic energy that's is is spiritual energy right so psychic energy is spiritual energy and that's on the rise right now it's on it's on the rise in the planet and as, especially as we move further into 2024 so it's shaking up a lot of people it might be shaking you up too but you're not alone remember that you are not alone this is happening to a lot of people right now as we all open to a higher consciousness and a higher degree of spiritual energy a greater connection to who we really are now self-care is so important now more than ever doing all of those little practices and things that you do to signal to yourself that you really care about you and that I'm important self-care is super super important and also making sure you get grounded so maybe you want to build a grounding practice into your daily self-care routine and if you don't have a daily self-care routine I'm going to challenge you to create one for yourself because we all need self-care. If you're in your spiritual awakening, again, know that you're not alone. There's so much information out there available now on the internet. Go seek. Okay. Find others who are in the process or have who've been there who can help you. Find people you can talk to. Be brave and open up to people and see if perhaps they can help you. You'd be really, really surprised at um, the people that you might have thought would be completely closed to this stuff are actually kind of open to it. So just play the, play a bit of a game with it and just, uh, you know, it's an opportunity to focus on being brave and putting yourself out there if you're comfortable to do that. Um, if you feel that you are in a crisis or a spiritual emergency, stop all your practices focus on grounding check in with medical if you really if, if you feel you need to go there if you're really struggling uh, check in and get medically checked and then find someone who is skilled in this area to help you okay so thank you so much for listening to this podcast today on emergence and emergency today we covered a whole bunch of things around waking up to who you really are and when you go through this beautiful process, and please take this as it's such a gift and a process, beautiful thing that you're going through when you awaken to that larger part of you, even though it's shaken things up for you, it may be changing relationships for you, people may be falling away, but you are stepping into a higher connection to yourself and to your life purpose, your reason for being here, right? So we covered a bunch of things, what it means to have a spiritual awakening and, and to be spiritually aware, right? So why it's happening now on the planet, how it happens, what you can do to help yourself um, through this kind of transformation and really see it as a transformation. It is such a beautiful thing. Um, and what to do if you're having a crisis or emergency and all the things you can do to support yourself to move back to just an emergence, okay? You also have a big handful of tools too for stabilizing, managing your energy as you support yourself to lift into a higher consciousness and I know into a beautiful place of self-love. This is a really, really important part of your life. It's a huge rite of passage. And by waking up, you are helping the whole planet lift to a higher frequency, which means we're letting go of all the darker, heavier stuff and stepping out of the programming that has been controlling all of us on the planet. You're closing your gap on separateness and allowing yourself to access your true self. There's no bigger gift than that. Your life will never be the same again. And you can now create a vibrant and magical life. So go forth and explore. Go have fun with it. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please, please share it with someone you care about, especially if you know that they're going through uh, something along these lines and they might need just a little bit of uh, insight into what might be happening to them. 
So if you're listening to the podcast on my YouTube channel, please remember to like and subscribe so you're notified of all of the new podcasts and the additional empowering video content that I'm publishing there. And don't forget my gift to you, that free 35-minute hypnosis recording to balance your energy chakras. An important thing to do as you bring more and more high-frequency energy into your energy body. And you can find that on my website, www.elementalbalance.ca, and check out the shop. Just pop into the shop, and it's listed in the free category. So if you need help with a spiritual emergency or your own emergence, or you know someone who may be going through this and is struggling and needs some help, you can reach me through my website. And if you want to explore more about your relationship with self, getting into that wonderful place of connection to your true self, um, you can check out my book, Radical Self-Love, Live a Vibrant Life Beyond Fear and Limitation. Uh, and you can pick that up on Amazon. And it's now in audible format if you like to listen to your books. And of course, if you want to find out more about who I am and what I offer in support of my work to ignite the light in others and this world, again, check out the website, uh, elementalbalance.ca. I also want to let you know that I am going to be putting on an online workshop the evening of Tuesday, March the 12th, uh, called Clean Up Your Relationship with Money. And we are going to explore and clear the blocks, the beliefs, the programming that may be keeping money out of your life, that wonderful resource um, of abundance. And you can find that event and how to register on my website as well. I hope you'll join me. It's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you so much for listening and uh, go forth and explore.